0: Welcome to another episode of the Fuck Therapy Podcast. This is an amazing episode, and I am talking to Deborah Stathis. She is a public speaker, a coach, and an author of an incredible book called Beyond Trauma Turn Tragedy into Opportunity. Now, Deborah's story is incredible. It's remarkable. And today, we're going to take a deep dive into this story. We're going to have a look at the things that affected her, how she overcame all of the trauma, both Physically and psychologically, and what lessons she learnt in that process. This is an amazing story, an amazing episode. So I hope you enjoy. Welcome, Deborah. Um, thank you so much for joining the Fuck Therapy podcast.
1: That's fantastic. Thank you for including me in this podcast it's certainly unique already
0: (laughs) (laughs) and this is just the beginning well I mean it's been an absolute um, pleasure meeting you and you know the way in which we were introduced was we've got so much in common and you are an author a speaker and a coach working in the same space that I work
1: pretty much yeah, and one it of the is spaces,
0: yeah, yeah, and your book Beyond Trauma: Turning Tragedy into Opportunity. Yes, I mean, no wonder there's synergy there.
1: <laughs> Indeed, yes, this absolutely.
0: is so awesome. So, the way in which I typically start this is I hand over for a bit of an introduction. So, tell us a bit about yourself.
1: Okay, and you know um, where to start wherever. Start wherever. Oh, yeah, okay. wherever. Let me just pick. Uh, okay, so the summary. So yes, I'm a I'm a speaker, empowerment coach, and author. Um, I've I've got my book, Beyond Trauma: Turn Tragedy into Opportunity, and I'm a contributing author in two books of inspirational stories as well, which I feel very privileged to be part of. Yeah. I um yeah my my passion to go into this space, if you will, comes from my personal experience with trauma. I've experienced trauma in, through childhood and through my adult life, um, and there's a There's a a major trauma, which was a physical injury, um, which of course then comes with all the emotional stuff as well, which was my car accident that I had when I was uh, just turned 19. So in that car accident, I, to be blunt, I smashed in my face. Mm. I had an acquired brain injury, which I I have an acquired brain injury, so I had surgery on that too. Yeah. Um, and. I made it my mission to defy the odds. So, you know, prognosis was brain damage, blind in the right eye, physically not looking like herself. She won't learn. She won't. She won't be pretty anymore. To be blunt, that's how I put it in my book, and that's basically what I was hearing. Right. And so they had
0: really written you off.
1: Pretty much. 19 like years old and like, She's food. going to be relying on her family. She's going to be. And they did every, all the medical did. incredible work to to support my rehabilitation but also um well reconstructing my face the brain surgery putting me into optimal circumstances to avoid secondary brain injury so that's why I whilst I have an acquired brain injury I don't have brain damage as such so I won't get into that because that starts getting a bit detailed so yes I had great Surgeons and support, but yeah. it was also that okay. Hospital tick, rehab tick, home, uh, and I'm like, yeah, no, nah, this isn't enough. So I went above and beyond, and now I, you know, I've seen people, you know, crumble and give up. Yeah. For what seems to be something small, but it's not that it's something small, say in comparison, but it's not. It's what it's triggering, and I learned about triggers and my beliefs and my, and I, I learned to understand how that major trauma brought up all the childhood trauma and how that impacted me yeah. and then how other traumas that I've experienced since are compiled by my childhood trauma and the trauma of my car accident and reconstructing my face and my life etc so I've met I am pretty proud to say I defy pretty much every medical odd against me pretty much every single medical odd I'm independent I I, I'm I've traveled I've got two beautiful children I've got I've had a successful career in professional education and training and sales and marketing and I've traveled I I've learned I've gone to uni these were the things I was not supposed to do quote unquote you know and I'm really passionate about helping others create their best life, um, you know, understanding themselves, looking at what I now call a tragic opportunity. And that, yeah. that stuck while I was building my business. So yeah. a tragic opportunity is, you know, sure, there's trauma, adversity, stress, adversity, but the opportunity is let's sit with it, let's learn how can we be better, stronger, wiser, and then make informed decisions to improve ourselves and our life and our relationships There's opportunity. There always is.
0: Absolutely. And without doubt, those that are listening that that have heard me, you know, speak through all of these different podcasts and, and different social media outlets and platforms, they know that's exactly the type of thing I say. So it's so obvious why what you've gone through, what we share in common resonates and it resonates with those, you know, that are listening. So you're 19 years old, you've had a horrific car accident. And at 19 years old, and I think this is what we need to put in perspective here, at 19 years old, you don't have the experience you've got now. So you're grappling with this basically as a kid, right, and your mindset levels as a kid, and you've gone through some trauma in your past. Yep. And you're drawing down on such limited experience, knowledge and wisdom Mm. So it's easy. Sometimes we're looking at a mature woman that has has travelled through this journey, but we we'll go back in time and we're nineteen. Mm. Nineteen, we're so naive. We're still learning how to how to even be. We don't. We're we're, we're searching for identity. We don't know mm. identity at nineteen years of age. So here you are, nineteen, and your identity is now being laid out on the table for you. Mm. You are going to be. A burden on society.
1: Oh, family, relationships are going to change, all the things I wanted, yep, Uh, might not have.
0: 100%. You've gone from being, I can only assume, a very attractive 19-year-old young woman to a monster is what they told you.
1: Well, it was, look, it was she won't look the same, you know. We don't know what, you know, this is.
0: Listen, I know, don't I don't profess to understand all the workings of women. But if 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 you just say your makeup's off on the day, you're gonna upset her. So if you tell a 19-year-old woman that yeah. they said you're not going to look the same, yeah. she's not gonna hear something subtle.
1: No. And I don't think anybody would, because that when you think about identity, and whilst we form our identity, and I think we and this is something that I've learnt as well since, is that we we well, and actually, this was something that I found very liberating. Which was one of the powerful tragic opportunities of my um, of of my situation was that when I realised that I had the ability and I had the opportunity to authentically reinvent myself because of my trauma, I actually found that I'm very very liberating. Wow. Different perspective. Instead of oh, this has been taken away, it was well, hang on. How can I reinvent myself? The way I do things, the way everything. What can I do? How can I reinvent it? What's the opportunity that I have here? Yeah. yeah so, yeah. and I've learned since. You know what? We all have that power, and we have that power over and over and over again. I've reinvented myself many times, and it's authentic reinvention because it's how I'm growing and developing as a person. Sure. Um, I think sometimes one of one of the worst things we can do is think we can't reinvent ourselves. Think that we have to be a certain way, and let society, pressure, previous trauma, whatever it is, um, or assumptions, uh, our own or others, get in our way. So, um, yeah, at 19, that was a massive lesson. And, uh, yeah, I've carried that with me since and it's it's helped me, put it that way.
0: And, And because this is an audio platform, those that are just hearing you for the first time The injuries, we're talking, what, five or six
1: stitches?
0: (laughs) (laughs) What sort of injuries? So people can start understanding what is it you are overcome.
1: Okay, so I broke my, um, well, let's go on from the right side, my right side, right? So I broke my lower jaw, my upper jaw, my cheekbone, and then we're going up to the middle of my face. I broke my forehead and my nose, Go to the left side I broke my cheekbone and my upper jaw so I've gone right around my face here. Yeah. Um the worst break was through the sinuses. So you know through like the where the bridge of your nose is between your eyes so to speak, through there and through um through into the skull base, which is what your brain sits on internally. So mm-hmm. if you sort of cut your head horizontally, it's a horrible way to explain it, but that's basically what it is. Well, I was going to so say what multi- you did. <laughs> well yeah multiple breaks through there. So, yeah, so an acquired brain injury, so bruising um, and um, swelling to the brain, a repositioning of the brain. Uh, oh, yeah, and I, I had a, you know, partially collapsed left lung and bleeding and bruising to the lungs, but that's kind of nothing compared to my face. Yeah, so that was painful physically and emotionally. So I had my uh, initial facial reconstruction Um, done so multiple pins and plates put into my face and my skull Um, and the brain surgery as well which was repositioning of the brain and patching of the membrane around the brain to avoid additional secondary injury of I I mean I had a 10-year wait where I could have could have gotten bacterial meningitis of the brain and that would have been see you later 10 years after later so it was like yeah, let's fix that. Um, so, <laughs> why not? Yeah, let's fix while that. we're here. While we're here, let's just cut my head open more. Why not? So that that was the initial, uh, the, the initial sort of facial reconstruction, the brain surgery, and technically speaking, I could have left it there.
0: Yeah, but, but something's clearly brewing inside you. You yeah. clearly hadn't given up.
1: No, I didn't. I well, I tried to escape the hospital wearing nothing but my gown. And holding my drips in my arms. (laughs) Deborah, where are you going? Was the nursing staff. And I'm like, like, I'm "I'm going home.
0: I'm done. I'm out. I'm going
1: home. My butt hanging out. I'm going home. (laughs) I don't care. My face is out here, you know, especially more so on the right side because the the impact was on the driver's side door. So to, to put in perspective, I was driving slippery wet highway um, went around a bit of a bend. I wasn't speeding or doing anything reckless, which I'm grateful for, but I, I hit an oil slick, hadn't rained for a while, started raining oil slick on a, on the slippery highway. Um, went around a corner, lost a bit of control in my inexperienced, as an inexperienced driver. Um, yeah. looks like I probably put my foot on the brake, which. Yeah. You lose it when you do that. I know that now. Went into the gravel on the side of the road. Back of the hatch lifted. Did a one eighty and bananaed around a telegraph pole. And to give context, the steering wheel was in the middle of the car
0: yeah. with
1: no airbags.
0: So I yeah. mean, absolutely horrific. Uh, yeah. and, and the reason that I've kept coming back is even in your conversation, you can hear how you've reprogrammed your mind. Yes, it's kind of like yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's that's the trauma. But let me tell you about all these. And it's like yes. But that's the power of your mind now. You've yes. seen the other side. And it was, I just wanted to take people back and go, Whoa, let's just understand the severity of what we're talking about. Bring it back mm. to a to a young, innocent woman still forming her own identity. Yeah. This starts forming the power of what you've actually done. So you've now in that situation, you're sitting there and you've got an opportunity because I mean the doctors have told you, you know, listen. Life as, as you knew it is now over.
1: Well, you know what? They're, they're talking around me. They're not even talking to me.
0: Right. And, and you're going.
1: And I'm hearing this.
0: Bullshit. I I'm am going, not. I'm, I'm going. I'm hanging out. Not throw
1: this. I'm going to escape in my gown. No.
0: <laughs> I, no. Love, I love it. Where does that spirit come from?
1: Nah. And that's interesting. Um, look, is part of it part of my personality maybe possibly very likely part of it yeah that absolute defiance yeah. you know it's because it, it is was rather defiant in a yeah, lot of ways absolutely. it was like screw that it was also i mean i guess when we're cornered so to speak you know uh, there's you know you know that, that i think you know we've we've spoken before and you know that moment that 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 i share around what changed the trajectory of my life, you know, when I was looked in the mirror?
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and if you think that's appropriate, I'll share that with you. Share listeners. that now.
0: It's definitely appropriate. Do you think so? Yeah. yeah. I, I thought
1: I'd just check with that with you. So, to, because th- this was something that was powerful, this demonstrates this moment changed the trajectory of my life because it was a massive learning for me. And this is where, when we feel cornered, we have a choice, which we mm-hmm. might not see, but we actually make a choice. So, I I okay, so I'm in the hospital, intensive care. The mirrors have been covered, right? Because I had caught a glimpse of myself and it did not go down well. Like you can imagine the panic, right? A nineteen year old, exactly what you've described, nineteen year old girl. I mean, at the point I was this is weird, but I was working in real estate and I was studying fashion, right? Yep. So so interesting combo, but um so I'm like, Whoa, my my life as I knew it is like being turned upside down and and you know yeah. I'm so medicated and so injured, doctors aren't really talking to me. They're coming in and asking me the same questions every day to make sure my brain functions. So what What day is it? What's your name? Who's the person next to you? In the end, they, they'd come in and I'd, I'd give them all the answers before they'd ask me questions oh, as, the smart, say, as, say, as well. the smart ass that I am. You know, so so that was that. that was a good thing. The point is, you know, that, that the mirrors were covered. Now I get to the rehabilitation centre, initial facial reconstruction has been done, brain surgery has been done. I've got half a shaved head and a scarf over my head um, because the incision from a brain surgery is ear to ear across the top of my head. And I'm sitting in this little room, less medication, less, um, you know, I'm I'm getting a bit more clarity, you know, my brain's starting to work. And I'm sitting there by myself in my little room and I spot it, the mirror above a, a little basin in my room that's not covered. Yeah. Now, I was... Look, I, my jaw had been wired. I couldn't chew, eat. I was skinny. I was anemic, borderline anemic, or if not, actually, I, I might have been minor anemia um, at that time. I was skinny as I was weak. Yeah. At that point, I was being mostly wheeled around in a wheelchair because I could barely walk around, but I could, but it was just exhausting. So, yes. but I sat there and I saw her and I thought, come on, Deb, go and look. Yeah. And I, I don't know how long it took me to get up. And I don't know how long it took me to get there because I was really weak. But I got there and I kept, I kept my head down again for I don't know how long because I remember staring at the sink. I have a really clear memory of that little sink. Yeah. But then I looked up and, shit, I cried. Yeah. Because at that point the right side of my face was sunken, lower. My right eyelid was closed because the nerve damage prevented me from controlling my eyelid. Mm. My eye was fixed and dilated. I'm not blind in that eye, which I'm very pleased to, to report.
0: And you have your own teeth.
1: And I had, oh, yeah, no, I didn't actually break a tooth. I didn't chip a tooth. I busted my jaw on both sides, but I did not break a tooth, I figure. I don't know. Um, you were very was, proud of
0: that when you told me that originally.
1: I am very proud of that. <laughs> yes, I am. Thank you. It was coming. Don't worry. You're welcome. Yeah. Um, and I'm looking and I've got cuts and I've got, you know, bruising. And I'm, 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 I am I'm, looked and I cried hard and I'm like, oh, my God. And then I took the scarf off my head. My, I have long hair now and I had long hair then. And it was like a distant memory of my old self, seriously. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit. And I, I took the scarf off my head and I looked and I'm like, oh, wow, this has happened. Now, my first fear feeling was fear of what had happened. Yeah. And that little room I was in was a representation of she can't, she won't, she won't look the same. Yeah. And I fear, retreat and fear, right? We instinctively yeah. retreat, right, into a corner. That was the first feeling. thing was, though, that didn't feel comfortable. That was like, I don't want this. I don't want to feel like this. I don't want she can't, she won't. Mm. And that's, that was it. That was the, oh, hang on. And I looked again and I looked around that little room and I remember thinking... I don't want my mum to be my carer. I don't want to miss out on going out with my friends. I was and still am a very, an extroverted, vivacious, adventurous personality. I wanted to travel and study and and experience things. And I was yeah. like, I don't, I don't want to give that up. I don't want to give up who I am. So it wasn't so much what I wanted to do, but it was how I wanted to live and experience life. Love it. And that's what was being questioned. And I went, No. You know, and I looked in that mirror and I remember looking at that mirror and I was like, no, I don't I don't want that. And here's the thing, what do I want?
0: What a question.
1: What a question. And then I looked at myself and I went, I know how I want to feel and live. I've got to let go. And I was like, okay, let, let's let go of how and what I used to want to do. Let's not think about that. Let's just think about how I want to feel and experience life. Yes. Relationships, how I want to feel as a person, as a woman, yes. a young woman. But- You know, and I looked, and I remember, I think I said it out loud, I put my hands on either side of that little bloody basin and I looked and I went, all right, all right, Deb, you're here now. So acceptance of where I am, you're here now. No avoiding, you're here. Yep. Looking at that face in the mirror, you're here now. What are you going to do?
0: Focus. Love it.
1: What are you going to do? And that moment I have come back to those words and that, you're here now, what are you going to do? Yeah. So many times because, yeah. you know what, we get thrown curveballs over and over again and it's like I had power in that moment that I would otherwise have not realised I did. Yeah. Now it was one extra step the next day. It was a little bit more effort in rehabilitation. It was get home and go, my brain doesn't work the same way. What am I going to do about it?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And for those these, listening right can, now, you want to I have do? a look at the the eye, you know, the look in this woman's face right now. Like it's intimidating.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Are you scared <laughs> of
0: me? I can just feel like yeah. you've gone back there. Yeah. And it's coming out.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You I, weren't gonna,
0: you weren't gonna settle for that. You weren't gonna no. cop it.
1: No. And you know what? That lesson that I had that power. I don't cop any shit now either. Love it. Love <laughs> it. Okay. <laughs> Let's be blunt. Uh, love but, it. Yeah. No, because love you know it. what? You know, I have been through so much and it, it was, look, I didn't defy the odds in one move, but it was that extra step. It was from that place. Yeah. What can I do?
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, we from should- that place. We shared this story um, and I, got, I get chills and you can probably hear by the way in which I'm responding and, and the passion that I've got right now because we shared that moment. When I broke my back, I had that yes. moment in the changing room of the yes. swimming pool with all the other guys, you know, bending over, drying themselves, you know, with scars <laughs> up their back and they're sagging and balls hanging down. <laughs> Right. telling war stories of what they couldn't do and how they lost their life and how they lost their wife and how they lost their business and and, and I, I i went to that mirror i went to that sink in that change room yeah and i did the same thing and i went fuck that
1: yes. not
0: a hope in hell yeah. is that going to be me
1: yes absolutely that and 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 that's it we have the choice the power and and i i do this in in a lot of my coaching and my training as well the power of perspective focus and choice cuz yes. really this is what it boils down to and 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 that's it. it's like focus the power of focus focusing on what you do have and can do as opposed to what you don't have or think you can't do or being told you can't do yep. so it's and it's a matter of accepting where you are it's like okay i'm here but for as long as we focus, the more well, what we focus on, we create more of. Yep. So if I focused on my, my what I couldn't do and mis- uh, hypothesised a miserable future, that's what I was going to create. Yep. Yep. But if I went screw that, which I did, and went what can I do? How can I authentically reinvent myself? Yep. Let's just let go of stuff and let's think about how I want to feel and let's explore different ways about how I want to experience life. Yep. Let's find something new and let's see what comes out of that.
0: Dare to dream.
1: Dare, dare to do it. Dare to do it. Dare God, you just dream. I've just survived being wrapped around a telegraph pole. Statistically yeah. speaking, I should be dead.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Or then brain damage, blind in the right eye, physically not looking like myself and relying on my mother, and you know what, I'm none of those things.
0: No. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. And that's what's so beautiful. So, you know, we're a 19-year-old woman here. You've gone through such a significant trauma and you were faced With a choice. Now, you haven't got to where you have got to today purely based on one thing, but that one choice is what aimed you on the trajectory that has landed you to where you are today. So has that journey been lineal or has there been ups (laughs) and downs along the way?
1: Lineal? What's lineal? <laughs> Good what God.
0: is lineal? Yeah,
1: seriously. What? Let me just get the dictionary for a minute. Yeah, no. Um, definitely not up and down. Look, um, the the, the journey to to rediscovering myself, and you know, when I looked at myself and I thought I don't recognise who how I look either, and I was like, I'm not comfortable with that. Yeah. So I had more surgery. Beautiful. Because. You know, some there was more surgery that was functional as well in terms of my breathing um as well and surgery for um around my eye which my eye does move now which is cool there is some uh partial third nerve paralysis but it's a little hard to pick um
0: very hard to pick
1: it's pretty hard to pick yeah it's it's not the there's the no way for
0: those that are just listening here talking to you i, I don't I, I hear what you're saying I don't see any of it thank you <laughs> so it's one of those things that it's it's not present yeah
1: it's it's you know, yeah, you it, would
0: notice things of course because oh, you know, you're there um yeah, but, course, but for the lay eye oh, i'm just looking i'm just talking to a, a young beautiful woman that's successful that's career oriented and you don't see any of the what all, all that scars. stuff where yeah you don't see that but i yeah. tell you what you do see you see the power from the scars
1: yeah thank you i appreciate that thank you yeah. and, th- and that and that's what, you know, I, I, I dedicated myself to research and find different ways and find other, you know, different types of practitioners and methods and things, you know, like for example, you know, acupuncture and yeah. CBT and, and exercise and healthy eating and, and meditation and, and I'm just throwing things out there, you know, um, throwing my list, <laughs> well, on my you know, rambling What did you think of
0: acupuncture, by the way?
1: Oh, I still do it to this day. Oh, really? Yep, every month. Wow. Every month.
0: I, I actually had a really bad experience with acupuncture.
1: <laughs> Did you? Oh, it's, it's I had 15
0: much- needles in my back when I broke my back, and I said to the, the it was a chiropractor, and I said to him, I said, don't touch those needles again. He kept twigging him and twi- the pain was horrendous, and I was in a bad place. And I'm not the person I am today either. I told okay. him one too many times not to touch it. I jumped up and threw him against the wall by his throat.
1: Oh my god! Wow. He might, but he, at the same time, though, acupuncture—if you hit the nerve, because it hits a nerve, it does hurt. it was in
0: point. my nerve. I, I but if you got an injury, and apologized and said, "I'm so sorry." But I was just at that point where it would have I going, been,
1: it would have been almost a reflex with the with the pain. Oh, if you hit a particular nerve, you would have re, it would have been almost like a, the fight or flight part of your brain. Oh. Where I'm in danger. Yeah, I'm being hurt. Yeah. yeah,
0: and it was like I told him, and I told him, and I told, yeah. and I said, don't keep twinging it. You know, and he kept doing it and then, uh, the, and see, that's then also the bad not, Jamie came out. <laughs> then you
1: know the, what? I think had I might them have to tried them to all out. <laughs> no, Seriously, I, no. I, I think you had, you, had a
0: bad,
1: you had a bad experience with that's not ethical. That's not you need to listen to your patients. My practitioner has been doing it forever. He's highly educated um, and he would never, ever do like he's so like you know how's this and and you know I mean I do I it helps me sleep it helps with um with my um anxiety yeah so one thing that came out of my my traumas let's be blunt is um a complex post-traumatic stress disorder and anxiety disorder so that's there yep um and and the acupuncture helps you know overall well being helps my sleep helps my yeah if I've ever hurt myself physically like you know my through exercise or hurt my back or my leg or something, he's very gentle with that. So it's like, oh, should I do this or is that going to hurt? Or, yeah, it's a complete opposite to what you're talking about. Yeah, right. Um, but, you know, kinesiology has been brilliant as well. Uh, so point being, though, it's about research. Keep f- looking for things, you know, and learning about myself and reading and and um, exploring things that that I was interested in. And, and for me, one of those things was, one of those key questions was what have I always wanted to do, but perhaps been afraid of? Yeah. You know, now that I'm seriously gutsy, you know, after what yeah, I've been through. Yeah, yeah. You know.
0: <laughs> now you're and a serious badass.
1: I, I'm a badass, absolutely. <laughs> you know. Um, and you know what that was for me? What was it? Sing. Sing my, gra- my grandfather was a singer, absolutely beautiful voice and a guitar player. And um, I come from a musical family as well, so there's, you know, a number of um, uh, sort of musicians and uh, um, actors and poets and stuff. And I'd always sort of wanted to sing and I, I was just shy. I don't know, that teenage shy yeah. thing and then um, I had no problem doing dancing and things but I just and, and in front of crowds and with groups and stuff. But I just was, yeah, the singing because it meant a lot to me because of yeah. my family. So then I went, you know what, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to go and find a singing teacher and just sing and see what they say. And long story short, turns out i got a pretty good voice. So I ended up getting sponsored. Um, I've done, you know, a few gigs. I've sung at a few weddings. I've sung at, um, you know, a a couple of events and things like that. And um, I had a sponsor who was, you know, going to, you know, wanted to record some stuff with me with this new product and blah, blah, blah. And that kind of went down the gurgler, but that's that industry, yeah. you know. Uh, yeah. You know that industry, pretty, you know. Um, Listen, I got
0: a voice myself. I got a, I got a, I got a set of pipes on me, and uh, I understand all those things when it comes to singing. Yeah. In the shower, yeah, I'm bloody good at it. Particularly
1: in the shower. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, the point is though, that was so powerful to do yeah. that though. It was such a powerful thing, and I'll never forget. Like my grandfather, the pride in his eyes when he heard me sing and saw wow. me on the stage. And um, on my wedding day, my um, my grandmother. My grandfather was no longer with us at that by then. Um, but my grandmother came up to me with tears in her eyes, and she was like, "Oh my god, it, it, uh, that was like watching your grandfather."
0: Beautiful. You what know? a moment! Yeah.
1: Which was like, oh my goodness. And his brother, who unfortunately isn't with us anymore, my great uncle. Um, he came up to me and he had tears in his eyes. It was like that, my brother, my brother was in the room
0: just oh, then. Lovely. My
1: brother was in the room through you. And I was like, whoa. And I wouldn't have had that. Yeah. I wouldn't have had that moment had I not have gone, what have I always wanted to do and been afraid to, and just taken that step to do it.
0: Yeah, beautiful. So you put yourself out there and you made you made something else happen.
1: That, yeah, and that, and that's it. And it's it's about so linear? No, not linear. Because you know, I've I've had um, I've had other health issues um, yeah. as well. You know, emergency appendectomy, um, eye surgery many many years later that was linked to my my car accident. Uh, I've had um, oh god, I've had pneumonia a few years ago. That wasn't fun. Yeah, um, yeah that was that was not fun. But I, I've no. had really really tough pregnancies where I was in hospital and um, things that that we're, we're challenging physically, emotionally, and this is where the pattern of trauma comes up and how it becomes so complex because it's yes. layered. Yes. And, and this is where maintaining focus on what we can do is, is vital, but also not avoiding, and this is hard, but not avoiding the painful, ugly, sometimes remorseful truth oh. because for as long as we avoid it, it festers and it, is toxic to our body physically is toxic to our mind and we can't move forward so it's like okay i'm gonna and even with my accident i take my part in that so i was 19 i wasn't being negligent but i couldn't control the car yeah sure. i will take that so absolutely you know what i will take accountability for that could i have sued the road i I could have sued could i have sued and but i didn't why because you know what, it wasn't the council's fault either. It no. was just one of those things. Yeah. It was an accident, exactly what the word implies—an yeah. accident. Yeah. And I'm not blaming me. I'm not blaming the road. It just is what it is. I take my part, yeah. not with blame, not to vic- not to make myself the villain or the victim. Here's the thing: if I make myself the villain that's toxic. If I make myself the victim, I'm powerless and that's toxic too. Yeah, It's going, I take my part. What can I do now? How can I learn? How can I be better? Yeah. I need to move forward from this because if I stay there, it will destroy me. If I stay as a villain, that's what I'll become. If I stay as a victim, that's what I'll become. Yeah,
0: And I think one of the most powerful things here <laughs> is that we all have that moment in our life. We all have That corner, we all have that telegraph pole, yeah, and it comes in so many different forms. Certainly does. But then we're all faced with a choice.
1: Yes, and that's my thing. You know, the power of of choice, the power that we have. That's what we have. We all have it. So,
0: speak to me. How how did it go from all of these sorts of things to then fester up and go? I've got to write a book.
1: Well, I, I, uh, you know, I, I did my travel. That was um, affectionately affectionately known as it was I travelled with a friend of mine yep. and it was affectionately known as Chaos in Mayhem's World Tour 2001. <laughs> Beautiful. I'm Mayhem, by the way. <laughs>
0: Please meet um, you, Mayhem.
1: I'm <laughs> uh, Mayhem, yep, yep, my friend was Chaos. So that was, you know, good Lord, look out. That was fun, you know. love it. But, you know, there's the thing, travelled independently um, and it was. I travelled. I've been to, to uni. I've done courses. I worked in sales. I've, I then was working in professional education and training, and I found kind of yeah something I really enjoyed. And then I was seeing, you know, speakers and and uh, and coaches in that space, and I was like, oh, hang on, I sort of want to go there. And then I was at this um, event because con- continuous improvement for me in any way I can, yeah, personally and professionally, growth mindset. And, and there was a, um, a young woman who got up and she she was she has a publishing company and she's an author. She's incredibly um successful now as well. But she she was um sort of it was newer then, she was very young at that point, and she she was talking about her book and having overcome quite serious depression at a young age and and how she got into writing and her passion and how and this light bulb went off
0: yeah.
1: of write a book. Yeah. And so I did her course, which she had a sort of publishing course, you know, helping people understand how that works. I did her course and that that um, I sort of started writing. And then I had gone to another, uh, which that, that then led me to contribute to two books um, of inspirational stories, which she published through her, her company. Yeah, she because she found out my story and was like, oh, my God, I want you in my books, which was pretty cool. Wow.
0: Um,
1: and then I started, I started thinking, you know, I, I've got to get all this stuff out of my head. Because as I got into that space, I had people saying, wow, how did you do that? How, how did you? I was becoming the unofficial coach to people. Yes. And I thought, I actually really like doing this. What? How can I combine everything? Because I've got professional education training, but how can I put this all together and help people personally and professionally live their best life and have wellness in their life?
0: You mean live and a life of purpose.
1: Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> how, how can I do that? And it was like, let's get it out into this Book. Let's get all this stuff, all these ideas, out into a book, and that, that then I can go from there. Share. And, and for me, it was also the last one of the, not the last piece. One of the pieces of that puzzle, which was putting it out there, because you know, you know, the cover of my book. It's got yeah. half my skull on it and half my face as it is yes. now, and the skull shows all the pins, all the plates, everything's there. And the very thing I worked so hard to really hide in a lot of ways, I put on the cover of a book for everybody to see.
0: Yes. So it
1: was like, yeah, here, come and look for it.
0: Yeah, so brave. Yep.
1: That was something that was hard for me to do. But by doing so, I wanted to show others that we can own our pain and it's our strength. Yep. And I gained from that. I gained so much from that and it was something, I mean, there's a contact that I have who had had a, a, a massive accident, similar injuries to mine, and he had not changed his um his photographs on his LinkedIn and Facebook and whatever, even though he works in the, the um, head injury space and mental health space now and trauma space, he hadn't changed it. When he saw the cover of my book and we had a, a conversation, I was on a, one of his podcasts actually, he said I inspired him and he changed all his photos to how he looks now.
0: How awesome is that?
1: Now that, for me, it's worth it.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: You know what I mean? And it's like... There's power in that and 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 this myth of perse- perfection and all these sorts of things so I I wanted to share my pain my vulnerability but more importantly I wanted to share the tools that I used to to get onto that trajectory. yeah how I defied the odds because yeah. you know what? I'm not special. Anyone can do this. yeah it's a matter of focus. I don't have some magical gift that it's, that's not it no that's not actually it we all have this ability
0: yeah absolutely i
1: channeled it i got onto it and then i made it my mission to keep learning about it and then help others with it too
0: yeah so powerful so the book is called beyond trauma turn tragedy into opportunity like yes. i love the name and I, I think it's incredibly powerful. So if anyone wanted to, to go ahead and buy this book, how how would they reach out and do that?
1: Through my website. So that's um tragicopportunities.com. Yes. Um, yeah. So that's that's my um So I'm going website. to
0: I am going to set myself a challenge. Now everyone that knows me knows I'm dyslexic. So okay. A, I can't even pronounce the word properly. B, I can't spell it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome the reading is an absolute challenge but i am going to purchase a copy of your book and Are you? i am going to do everything in my power to read it
1: okay okay <laughs> well look it's it's not an academic read that's not it was it's for you know it's it's a it's a hands. it's supposed to be like a hands-on God, and I actually had someone give me feedback saying, this is a guide you can refer back to and put post-it notes in and go back and reread to get gold out of every day. And I was like, that's exactly what I wanted it for. Awesome. Absolutely so perfect. it's not supposed to be difficult. Go look up what words mean in a dictionary. That's not my style. I'm real and... Yeah, so yeah. that Beautiful. should help. <laughs>
0: well, I think most people know <laughs> if you ain't real, I'm not even going to have you on the podcast. Well, you yeah, <laughs> know <laughs> and, and that's part of the beauty, you know, of this message. So it's one of those things where I, I want to just quickly reflect back. And everyone, I'm, I'm, I'm not a backwards person, you know, that takes that journey. But in this discussion, 19 years old, you made a decision. Hands on the sink, tears in your eyes, looking at a reflection of what you saw in that present moment.
1: Mm.
0: What you had been told is your life was going to be all these limitations and you went, no one is going to write my story. That's exactly right. I will write my story and I am going to focus on the things that I want in my life. And you asked yourself that question, what is it that I do want? What and do I want? Dared to dream. And then what am I going to do? And here we are. You were 19 then. I mean, what are you now? 25?
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm 41.
0: <laughs> 41 years. And you are living a life of fulfillment.
1: Yeah. And it's, you know, it's a. And your
0: journey is still there. Growth.
1: Yeah, of course it is.
0: Here we are, and we're looking at it. Going, this is just the present moment,
1: hmm.
0: and without doubt, you've got amazing things happen. You, you've got things, you know, that you're grappling with. You've got direction. You've got dreams. You've got aspirations. But you yeah. know what? You know where you're focused. Yeah. And you know because you've lived it, where you focus is right. what you find, and you bring into your life, and where your right. life goes. And that is the most powerful message, I think we can share. And Without doubt, your life is beyond trauma. Yeah. And you can t- turn any obstacle, any trauma, any tragedy yeah. into a golden opportunity. You can. But you have to focus. Yes. You have to shift perspective.
1: Yeah. You got to do the work, so to speak. I don't I like do using the, the word work, but you got to, you've got to.
0: Well, you've I, got to, listen, you're
1: dedicated to it. You've got to commit.
0: 100%. 100%. It's one of those things. A lot of people say in my messages, you know, they say, "I understand what you're saying, Jamie, but it's easier said than done."
1: Oh, yeah, I get that too. Yes, and you go, and it's true. It is easier yeah, said well, than of done. Of course it is. Of
0: course it is. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, I can say like this: I'm going to run 100 miles. It ain't that easy.
1: <laughs> no, but right? you start with one.
0: Absolutely, start, start with, with first one.
1: Step. One, it's, no. and 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 what it is is it creates momentum there you go one small the smallest thing creates momentum
0: absolutely and that starting point you said it earlier on i just repeated it then what is it that i do want
1: yeah focus on that because then everything else the boulder
0: in front of you yes start looking at what you do Do
1: want want. and also you create the perspective you create almost you create a filter right you create like a perceptual filter of Everything becomes subject to certain prerequisites. Yes. When you say, this is what I want and this is what I'm focused on. This is how I want to be, live and feel. Things become subject to prerequisites. So when they don't fit that positive image and what you how you want to be, live and feel, then they don't get the time of day. Yeah. Absolutely. And I mean they, I mean people, I mean situations, I mean decisions, I mean everything. And that's not always an easy thing to do, but it has to be the choice that we make to live our best life.
0: Absolutely. 100%. 100%. And I think that is a perfect way to conclude this episode. And I think that we will do more episodes. Hello. We've just had someone join us. We've got a special guest.
1: We do. <laughs> oh, who's gone shy? My youngest daughter, my <laughs> four-year-old youngest daughter came in Popped your head over and then ran out again.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And we absolutely love that because the reality is through all of this, you're a mother of two. I am. I've got
1: a six-year-old and a four-year-old, two little
0: girls. Absolutely beautiful. That is incredible. So the way in which you may not be aware of this, um, the way in which we finish the podcast is I hand it over. I finish all my TikToks with a stay strong. So it's a little conclusion and then a stay strong. So a little bit Nice. spot. But give Sorry? us a conclusion. I said I put you on the spot a little bit here. Okay. But give us a conclusion and then finish it with a stay strong.
1: Oh, okay. Well, this is one of the things that, that one of my, my version of stay strong, which I always end things with as well. Which Love is, it. Remember this. You have the choice and the power to begin again at any time, to reinvent yourself and create the life that you desire. Stay strong.
0: Love it. Thank you so much. Thank you. You're awesome.